Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello and welcome to the COB on this Friday to the end of the week. Another huge one and um, Juliet. Oh my God, there she is again. There if we get a wider shot. I don't know if we've got a wider shot. We've got Tay-Tay behind us. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to Swiftonomics in a moment, but certainly a lot of hype here in Sydney. I went to get a coffee. Everyone's in their T-shirts. Koshi was in his um, Miss Americana T-shirt <laughs> earlier. Um, yeah. He's off to, to a course. Say hi to Koshi if you see him. Um, but let's get to the markets, Andrew. A good day today. Funny that, uh, because you just look at what happened on global markets too overnight. Um, maybe the gains a little more... Uh, muted here, but uh, nonetheless, yeah, a positive session. Look, a lot of this all over that AI-generated hype uh, led by, of course, NVIDIA. Absolutely. That AI mania, AI frenzy, however you want to put it, is one of our top themes today. I mean, we were talking yesterday about NVIDIA blowing it out to the moon, potentially even bigger than that, but uh, it's just really dominated. It sent uh, Wall Street to those records overnight. And then, of course, we saw a lot of momentum coming through in anything chip-related in the region as well. Yeah, that's right. We've seen it in Europe. In the States and now in our own Asian session. And as a result, that AI frenzy has seen the stock surge. Yep. And so, um, I guess we can throw a bit of Swiftnomics in yeah, as well. Yeah, we've got Tay Tay behind us. Um, so it's really interesting. We've been talking about Swiftonomics a lot, and uh, a resident Swifty, um, Shane Oliver, is going to join us in a moment. But remember. Hang on, you're the resident Swifty. Yeah, well, he's the resident Swifty guest. I'm the one that gets paid <laughs> to be a Swifty. I think Koshi's a bigger Swifty than me, actually. Um, anyway, lots of us around. And, you know, we were talking last week about the fact that this was supposed to bring a $140 million boost to the economy. It's interesting, KPMG has actually said, you know, there's a lot of media hype, but it's not actually going to bring that much in. He thinks, uh, this is Brendan Rin, just $10 million to the national economy. Really, all the money's going to Taylor's pockets in the merch and whatnot, the ticket sales. It's flying out of the country when she leaves for Singapore on Tuesday. You, you don't think she's going to splurge here at the same time, other than well, she's been going to, to Sydney's Sydney second mess zoo twice, hasn't times. she? I doubt whether she paid to get in. I don't know. No, but why twice? Does she not heard of Taronga? She, she likes the local animals. All right, let's have a look at some of the sectors. All right, and uh, not surprisingly, uh, it was the tech sector, albeit a, a, a small one, certainly compared with what we know in the States, of course, but uh, led by the likes of uh, Wise Tech. I guess, look, technically we'd put Block in there too because that was certainly the outstanding oh, stock, wasn't it? Oh, incredible, yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to get to that in a moment. Um, utilities, have a quick look at those. Origin Energy was down. Meridian Energy had a good day, up by about 3%. And uh, just taking a look at the consumer discretionary stock, somewhat mixed here. We saw that yesterday as well with uh, West Farmers uh, certainly popping further today. Uh, JB Hi-Fi, those retailers 
Yeah, continuing to show that resilience. Yep. All right. So let's have a look at some of the top corporate stories. You mentioned Block. I mean, I think that is the standout Block and Newmont really today, but we'll go through some of the others. Uh, Bramble's there a little weaker after its earnings. We also had BAPCOR. Yeah, posting a record uh, half-year revenue there. Um, elsewhere, Accent Group uh, trading conditions, it says, have worsened in the second half. And Aussie Broadband upgraded its full-year guidance. Interesting, that stock has more than quadrupled since its October 2020 listing and up another 20% today. Telix out of the, uh, after the bell yesterday, it shares down 4%. I think we don't have them on the on the list there, but we should mention Block because it was the top performing stock today. Um, and that's after it came out with its quarterly revenue in the US and really just blowing it out of the water. There. Well, it's also uh, integrating Afterpay into its cash app in the mm. States. So that has added to that momentum we're seeing in the stock following its um it's reporting as well. Yeah, and what I thought was interesting that when you're seeing some of these companies say that they're boosting revenues, then you had Newmont, the world's top gold producer, saying they're going to sell mines to try and generate cash. So mm. Newmont block kind of going differing directions well, uh, today. Yeah, actually on that front, talking about uh, Newmont offloading a couple of assets, there Woodside also sealing the deal with uh, the Japanese group for the uh, part equity sale of its Scarborough LNG as well. All right. All right, let's get to, I mean, you called me the resident Swifty, but let's get to another Swifty. Shane Oliver from AMP joins us now. Shane, good to see you as always, if you're there. Hopefully he's there. Hopefully he's there. He's into that black hole that we saw. Oh, there. there. I was too busy listening to to Tay-Tay. So record highs in Europe, Europe, the US. Um, We saw such a big momentum across Asia as well, the Nikkei at this 1989 Mm. high. This is really just on the back of this AI boom chain. Yeah, it is. I think there's a few other things. I mean, obviously, the the, the movement recently has been a lot of it due to uh, to AI, um, but also we've still we're still in an environment where the market expects lower interest rates ahead, so that's helped broader markets in the US. Um, uh, we've got good earnings results. In Japan, I think it uh, reflects easy money in Japan, and of course that's a uh, what is a 15-year uh, recovery after the lows in 2009, which what the Japanese share market was down 80% or so. So it's been a long time coming in some of those markets, notably Japan, um, and also in Europe. Only a few weeks ago, it went through a high, which was reached back in uh, 19, in 2000, I think it was. So quite amazing movement in markets. But ju- I should just point out, just because you go to a record high that doesn't necessarily mean the market's about to collapse. In fact, for the US share market, uh, something like 80% of the time, once you go through a record high, you keep going. Yet, Shane, as you would well remember, the dot-com bubble at the beginning of the century, um, doesn't seem that long ago, does it? But um, in some sense, perhaps a bubble around AI could be forming? I think that's certainly a risk, and that's why investors need to be a little bit wary here. Uh, the AI story really took off uh, late 2022, uh, particularly through last year. It helped supercharge the US share market through last year. Uh, I, I think there are big differences compared to 1999 and 2000. Uh, back then, NASDAQ was was trading on a P of around 100 times. Uh, today, it's about 32 times, depending on how you measure it. 
Um, NVIDIA is seeing massive earnings growth. I think its revenue numbers are up something in excess of 200%. Uh, so a very different situation compared to what you had back then when a lot of it was on the back of hot air. Ultimately, that hot air turned into something. We're getting the benefit of it right now um, with, with this, uh, this Skype conversation. So um, in that sense, there, there was a payoff over the longer term. But... Uh, it wasn't so immediate, and that's why the market lost patience and got hit going to 2000, 2001, 2003, I think, was the lows. So, yes, there's certainly a risk there, but I, I think there are differences compared uh, to today, compared to back then. This has much uh, much more of a fundamental basis to it in terms of earnings. I guess the other aspect is, and this is where investors need to be careful, that period does remind reminders that it's not necessarily the high flyers of the day that ultimately benefit. You think of... I guess Yahoo, um, AO, AOI, um, uh, Lucent Technology, Cisco, There's, many of them are still out there, but you don't hear of them as much. Um, and so the same thing could happen this time around again. So you've got to be careful in terms of the stocks you pick. Um, ultimately, AI has a pretty good future uh, and we will get the benefit of it, but uh, it's not necessarily the case that today's high AI flyers will be the ones that will be around in 20 years' time. Indeed. All right. Um, looking at the Australian reporting season so far, you've said it's looking rather average. So your report card, Shane. Yeah, that's right. If, if you go back a week ago, we had something like 47% of stocks uh, outperform. Sorry, 47% of stocks coming in better than expected uh, for results at that point in time. Now we're 80% of the way through the earnings reporting season. A week ago, it was only about 40% of the way through. Now we've got something like 42% of stocks um, uh, exceeding expectations. And likewise, you know, a week ago, we had something like 38%. We had less stocks surprising on the downside. Now we've got somewhat more stocks surprising on the downside. So that gap between um, uh, out, you know, upside surprise and downside surprise has narrowed somewhat. Uh, it's looking a bit more average than it was. Uh, we've also got less stocks than normal increasing their dividends and increasing their earnings compared to 12 months ago. That said, the results, I think, are still OK. They're probably better than might have been feared. Uh, we are looking at a fall in earnings this this uh, financial year probably of around five to six percent uh, a lot of that is concentrated in energy stocks of course and we get woodside results in the week ahead um, but the guidance has generally been sort of okay-ish and for retailers in particular um, it's it's generally been a little bit upbeat uh, suggesting that the market to some degree companies and the market to some degree uh, are prepared to look through today's tough times to hopefully lower interest rates ahead and also those tax cuts that are now impacting a broader proportion of the population for the middle of the year. Well, speaking of which, um, Shane, certainly the central banks pulling back on those expectations, and that was recognised before the latest move for NVIDIA and so on, that um, any imminent rate cut has now sort of been uh, pushed aside. Uh, interesting, mm. in fact, I've, I've heard a couple of opinions just today, in fact, that um, Australia may cut ahead of the Fed. What, what do you make of that? Like, I think that's unlikely. Uh, I mean, it's possible, but it's unlikely. Uh, if you look at the Fed and the ECB, uh, the debate there is now a lot more balanced. They're not, they're not still considering raising interest rates, whereas in Australia, if you look at the minutes that just came out in the last week or the meeting two weeks ago, um, the, the decision in Australia, at least up until the last meeting, was 
whether to hike again or to leave rates on hold. So we are lagging behind these other countries. We still have a mild tightening bias. Uh, they're now neutral, and then they're getting close to the point where the debate went to cut, whereas we're not debating that yet. So I, I find it hard to see the RBA moving ahead of uh, the Fed and the ECB, I think, will lag a little bit. Um, that said, um, and that optimism, you could say, to some degree, hinges on a couple of things. Uh, if the CPI continues to remain as weak as it did in the December quarter in the current quarter, uh, then it's quite possible the RBA may then conclude, uh, and yeah, there's, this is, yeah, there's a good chance that this may happen, that, uh, you know, it's on track. Uh, we've got 0.6, I think, in the December quarter. The March quarter is also 0.6. You annualise that pace and you've got 2.5%, which is the middle of the range. So they might conclude, well, we're already getting that, and then they get the confidence, and then they cut. Um, the other aspect is, I guess, that our labour market and our economy is somewhat weaker than it is in the US. The, the, the Fed can afford to wait uh, because it's got a strong economy, and, and the market's sort of celebrating anyway because... You know, earnings are strong, uh, got the AI boom. Uh, when we get the cuts, they'll probably be good cuts based on low inflation rather than bad cuts based on weaker economic growth. Whereas in Australia, uh, there's more risk of uh, tougher economic conditions here. So I, I wouldn't rule it out that the RBA may cut before the Fed, but I, I think it's I don't think it's probable. Uh, Shane, other than the Taylor Swift concert, what are you looking forward to in terms of economic releases next week? <laughs> I've been so excited about Taylor, who I'm seeing on Monday in one of those El Cheapo seats, which I think the ABS told me uh, I ended up paying the same price in today's dollars that someone seeing the Beatles back in 1964 would have. In other words, $65. <laughs> back then, uh, $65 in 1964 was worth uh, $3.70, which is what people paid for the Beatles. Um, so, yeah, so I'm kind of excited about that uh, next week. Um, I, I guess the highlight, of course, in the US will be the so-called PCE, the private final consumption deflator, uh, and whether it, like the CPI in the US, whether it accelerates a bit or, or decelerates, I, I think the message there will probably be one of continued um, softness um, running below where the CPI is. I think the core PCE deflator will probably come in around 2.8%. So I, I don't think, even though we'll see a rise in the monthly number, I don't think that will upset the Fed uh, too much. And, of course, in Australia, uh, the focus is also on inflation. We've got the CPI uh, numbers for January. Uh, we think they will show a decline in the implied monthly increase of minus 0.2%. Got lower fuel prices, lower travel costs, so that will certainly help. Um, but don't forget, negative numbers drop out from a year ago on the annual calculation, so we might pick up a little bit to 3.5% uh, year on year from 3.4%. Um, and I think that's pretty much consensus, but I, I, I wouldn't read too much into that. It's, it still would be a good outcome, and you know, providing we see continued downswings or continued uh, trend down in the months ahead, then I think that will keep the RBA or eventually make the RBA happy. Uh, so they're probably the key focuses. And I think also from memory, the ECB uh, gets some inflation figures later next week. The, um, the CPI comes out next Thursday or Friday in Europe, and it'll probably show further improvement as well. So yet again, it's back to a focus on inflation. All right, Shane. So, you know, you forked out on the budget seats for, for Tay Tay. Are you going to uh, therefore spend a bit on the merch? 
Well, that's a good question. I'm sure the people I'm going uh, with will spend a lot on the merch. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I might buy a program. I might buy a T-shirt. I normally do. I, I bought a T-shirt at Paul McCartney uh, back in October, so I'll, I'll probably will. Of course, it depends on the cost. Mm. <laughs> if it's and over the cues. The top, and uh, the cues. I might uh, yeah, I might uh, give that one a miss. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, my calculations on the impact of the economy are a little bit more than what you were talking about uh, when before I came on the program. Mm. I think there'll be a little bit more than that staying in the country. My estimate is that three or 400 million old people mm. stays in the country. But it's still only 0.02% of GDP. So, yes, we might see a bit of a bounce in the month of February, in this month, um, but I think in terms of the annual numbers, even the quarterly numbers, um, it's not going to show up as much. Um, I'm sure it's still going to be a story, though, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be enough to swing the RBA either way on interest rates. Yeah, I think the KPMG chief economist is not a Swifty like us, Shane. Enjoy the concert <laughs> on Monday. I'm going tomorrow night. Andrew's got FOMO. Okay, have fun. <laughs> See you. See ya. Uh, all right, so, well, speaking of, uh, of Tay-Tay, we couldn't avoid it, certainly Koshi couldn't on the call today, and uh, they had a bit of a love-in special, didn't they? They did. They had a bit of a, a Tay-Tay love-in special, and um, Stock of the Day article, which used to be Red Bubble, listen to the verdict of Jim Lu from Tribeca and Adam Dawes from Shore & Partners. Set, absolutely. Here. Yeah, absolutely. And then Setai also doesn't take, compared to the Farfetch now sort of almost gone bankrupt, right? So it, it actually makes very good money. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's a good margin. It was the COVID mm. beneficiary. Like everybody, everyone. Yeah. everybody loved it. And then after that, too hot, too much. And then everything started to come back to a base. And now here, I think markets lost confidence in it. And that's, that's a really right. big thing. The confidence needs to come back. And that's going to take a long time. So. Yeah. Keep up with those name changes. I knew yeah. it was Red Bubble, so Article. Me too. I saw Article in the prompter and I was like, what is that? But yeah, it's They needed its a name. reset essentially because yeah. the share price had crashed so much. <laughs> All, All right. right, let's uh, catch up with the winners and losers today. And uh, looking at the large cap market leaders, uh, just having a bit of a technical issue there, but I can tell you that Block was definitely the front runner, up by some 17% today. We also had Weebit Nano up by about 9%. Bigger Cheese did a gain of 7.7%. Tabcorp up 6%. And Prometicus having a bit of a comeback as well, down 5.3%. And these are some of the decliners. Yeah, glad, glad you got it up there. In fact, uh, just taking a look at those uh, going in the wrong direction, uh, lifestyle communities uh, have falling off the back of its result more than 12%. So out of mining, it's uh, certainly been a very volatile stock. Newmont too, as yeah. you mentioned there earlier. Probably earlier hit earlier. a bit by the, the gold stock. Uh, well, gold in fact, all gold too. stocks yeah. uh, actually fell today. The, the, uh, the gold price did come off. All right, let's night. have a look at the small cap leaders and laggards now. Farm Aust up by 25%. High Pages, I spoke to the CEO earlier. That's a really interesting story, actually. They're seeing some quite strong demand there. Um, its share price did a gain of 13.3%. We also had plenty. Trajan Genus Plus in the leaders too. Yep, on the negative side of the ledger, let's take a look at American Rare Earths. Yeah, big hits today. Uh, also, Shine Justice. So uh, interesting that uh, that has fallen so dramatically. 88 Energy has been on that list for a while now. Uh, the uranium stock coming up significantly again today. 
All right, having a look at what is happening overnight, we've got Germany's IFO Business Climate Survey, the UK's GFK Consumer Sentiment Survey, and a number of Fed uh, members speaking once again. I mean, it's busy, been a busy week. They do they do love a microphone, don't they? We're going to have uh, Cook Kashkari, Neil Kashkari, and uh, Waller all speaking tonight. And uh, next week, uh, we're going to look forward to uh, monthly inflation and also retail sales. US, we get the quarter flated there. PMIs out of China and also the RBNZ with its latest decision. Yeah, and I spoke to TD Securities Prashant Nuhana earlier. He's uh, changed his mind thinking the RBNZ is now going to hike. In yeah. fact, he said maybe two more hikes. Wow. So yeah. things are things are changing. Anyway, we are excited to go make our friendship bracelets. I'm going to give, I'm gonna give <laughs> you one on Monday. Yourself. Yeah, okay. I'm going to give you a friendship uh, bracelet. Just run it in. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Happy Tay-Tay weekend, and uh, we'll see you, I guess, on Monday. Yeah, look, if you're not going to the concert, there are other things to do. Enjoy the weekend regardless. See you on Monday.